Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warn Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, and Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, America's Grace, God's Grace. America, Grace, God's Grace are words to remind us that despite man's ability to think, build, and live on his own, in two short words, man cannot. Do not miss this post, when the grinders shall cease. It is a time when old men realize the foolishness of the past and wisdom which they would of God had known back then. Do not miss this post. Times, Seasons, God, and Secrets. Times, Seasons, God, Secrets break into the world of technology and humanism. It brings an ancient secret of who's really in power. Latest posts on warn-usa.com. Do not miss this post. Gospel Advocacy Evangelism Cost of Following Jesus. Classic Warn Radio. Gospel Advocacy moves forward as evangelism globally brings the message of redemption. It is a small world, yet a very big and different one than in the days of the very early church. Do not miss this post, Spiritual Battle of Mind and Soul, Classic Warren Radio Series. For the believer, the battle for the Spirit-filled life, we have been given power through Jesus Christ. Here we can focus on the Lord, finding peace of heart and mind. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising by the Watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. There's danger and intrigue, dark forces plotting. The nation is at risk. Can smack save the United States? And you can get your copy by going to danaglinsmith.com and visit the Christian bookstore and resource shop where we feature The Rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media 
And also, while you're on DanaGlynSmith.com, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And now, I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. I'm doing good. We are here again after a long absence. Yes, and it feels good to be back. I'm thankful that we're able to come back and do these studies, and hopefully they, and prayerfully, they're a blessing to all of you out there and encouraging and uplifting. So at any rate, we we made some changes, uh, major changes, and... uh, We've talked a little bit about that, but needless to say, we are working on upgrading some of our equipment, and uh, uh, and on top of that, we made a major move. So um, that's about where we're at right now, and uh, trying to fine tune a lot of this equipment and get things. So bear with us. Um, and you can always uh, go by our websites and give us a heads up if if there's something, um, you know, that you notice on these broadcasts. But, uh, you know, it's amazing, you know, Tower, how busy you can get and how much work you can do. And, and people don't really know how much work you're doing, you know, because they just hear us on the shows. And they read our websites. They really don't don't know the effort and uh, and everything like that. So at any rate, um, we're thankful to be back. Yeah, we are in Isaiah, and I'm going to get started on that in a minute. Tower will let you know what we're talking about. My salvation, Isaiah's prophet. My salvation, Isaiah's prophetic book. Part 148 on Battle Lines at Warren Radio. My salvation brings us to not only Judah, who is in captivity in Babylon, but to the prophecies of the coming Messiah. The Jews in Babylon would be restored, redeemed, and sent back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple, the walls of Jerusalem, and to be united with their God. Meanwhile, The associated prophecy of the coming Messiah is also found here as the one who is the light to the Gentiles. These verses, very direct, prophetic, and sent to not only the Jews in captivity, but to the Gentiles as well. And now back to you. Thank you, Tower. Now, Isaiah 49. 
and verse 4. Then I said, I have labored in vain, I have spent my strength for naught and in vain, yet surely my judgment is with the Lord and my work with my God. You know, when we talk about dealing with the Lord God, there is the Jews, Israel, both houses, you know, they should have been experts. And, uh, you know, if anybody on this planet knew about God, it should have been Israel. But as we know, Israel fell away. Israel was a servant of God, but failed. With both houses going into judgment. And yet in any people or any in this house, the house of Judah, and then you had the northern tribes, which we call the house of Israel. But for a long time, they had been laboring under the bondage of Babylon while they were in captivity. And so, it, it, it is true here that by going into Babylon in captivity, you know, God was able to straighten them out and continue his program. And so, with them having, you know, sin before God, that didn't stop his program. You know, it's been said that God had to redeem uh, Judah because the Messiah was coming through Judah. He, he, he had to get him out of Babylon. He had to move forward. But see, he wasn't cut, caught off guard. This was something he knew ahead of time. He has foreknowledge. And, and so the prophet talks about that. But if we go... And we look at Isaiah 53, 10 through 11. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he has poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made the intercession for the transgressors. Now, as a Gentile believer in Yahshua, We know who this is talking about. To us, this is plainly the Messiah, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, and his, as we call it, the suffering servant who went to the cross to bear the sins of the entire world. And so when we, we discuss Israel, Israel is not just Israel, as Paul points out. There is a spiritual Israel. And it's going to be made up of Jews and Gentiles. And uh, 
They're all going to be redeemed through Christ Jesus. There's not going to be male, female, Jew or Gentile, all one in Christ. And that's the redemptive portion. But when they went to the, you know, in into Babylon, you know, the Messiah hadn't come yet. But see, the Messiah wouldn't even be able to come if there was no Judah coming out of Babylon. And so there's a lot of heavy prophetic things that I think we forget. And the responsibility is what God is actually doing. It's more than just sending a bunch of Jews into Babylon. It is getting them to the point where he can deal with them and bless them uh, because they fell away from him and his blessings. And that's something for the Gentiles to remember. Things that we need to understand. And that is the fact that, you know, God is in the redemption business. And so along the line as Christians, Paul teaches the fact that God deals with us as a father to bring us unto him, to deal with our iniquities, our problems, that when we're not walking right with God. And so there's a lot of issues, and they're the same issues, basically, that God dealt with Judah. And so when we, you know, we're in Isaiah 49. Well, as you get over the hump into Isaiah 50, and you continue going, you're going to find a lot of other topics that Isaiah is talking about. In verse 5 it says, And now saith the Lord that formed me from the womb. And you can find more if you go back to verse 1. Form me from the womb to be a servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee a light for the Gentiles that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Now, when you begin to read that, and understand, you know, the Lord had other servants like Cyrus. And it was Cyrus that God used to bring the Jews out of captivity. Cyrus was appointed to order them back. Say, go on back, rebuild Jerusalem, rebuild the temple. You know, go back there and live. But see, we also have another servant here. Another chosen anointed. And this is the Son of God, Yahshua. And <coughs> and you see, Yahshua came. He was born of a woman. He was in the womb. And so, when you think about Jesus, 
And think about the fact that he said before Abraham was, I am. Here we're talking about somebody, as John said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I mean, we're talking about the Son of God, we're talking about the Word incarnate, and he was in the beginning with God, yet he was born of a woman, and God formed him in the womb there so he could be born and become that redemptive arm. And so the purposes come out here. It's a light thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob, to restore the preserved of Israel. And I'll give you for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Now Cyrus was not that, that anointed. That wasn't his job. And so Isaiah in, intermingles these things within the context of, you know, his entire book. I mean, it's a big book, and he covers a lot of stuff. And so, uh, Kylan Delish uh, has a little word for his reason for addressing his summons. And that goes back to 49.1. And listen a whiles to me and hearken you people from afar. For the Lord has called me from the womb, from the bowels of my mother. He has made mention of my name. And he goes in, and this one is talking about the Messiah in verse 1. And so Kyle and Delish picks up on this, that when he talks about this in verse four, uh, 5 and 6, rather, It continues his summons and enforces exactly what he was beginning in his topic there. And he would be one that would win, that would fulfill the will of the Lord, and it went beyond Judah at this time because we've been dealing with the chosen Cyrus and his job was to get the Jews out of Babylon safely because there's going to be some important events happening among which happens to be the Messiah that's going to come out of Judah. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the greater son of David. And well, and <laughs> by the time you get into Revelation, he calls himself the Almighty. And when we start talking about Yahshua, Jesus Christ, the Son of God who died on the cross, he was born of a woman, we're talking about somebody that, you know, 
you're not just going to say, well, hey, wait a minute, Buster, you can't do that. We're, we're talking about the divine son of God. Now, when he was walking on the earth, they could challenge him. When he was walking on the earth and carrying the cross, you know, they could throw hateful comments, throw rocks at him. They could spit at him. You know, he'd been beaten up. He took all the sin and shame right there on that cross. But kids, he's done with the cross, okay? He achieved it. He won and brought us atonement. And that's never going to happen again. He died once for the entire world. And it's up to you to believe. While on the other hand, the whole situation with Judah and Babylon is over. Or is it? Because if we look into prophecy, we know that mystery Babylon, more specifically the beast, there's two of them, are going to target Israel. They're going to go after Israel. So, the scenario for Judah even, Judah is over in the land today. And her situation is still waiting for the Messiah. Now, there's a lot of them over that that do know the Messiah. And as Christians, we're looking to that for the coming of the Messiah. Israel's looking at that for the coming of the Messiah, but to them, that's the first time, unless they're a born-again Messianic Jew. For the Gentiles, we haven't seen him in the flesh. But see, Israel had the testimony that they saw God on the mount. They met him at Sinai. So these are the underlying things you're looking at when when, when we're dealing with this. Because I, I like to put it in context. And it just amazes me how you have one tiny little place called Israel. And they're always in the news. And they always have enemies. And they're always division. And if you look at their political process, I think they've had five elections. I think this is their fifth election, trying to find someone to lead them. And they've got a Bible party. They've, they've got a number of influences over there that, that um, have a say-so in the politics over there. So Israel has a lot at stake even now. But the Messiah has already come. The Messiah is in charge. The Messiah is watching over Israel right now. Because scripture does say, Paul says that all of Israel will be saved. Now, 
you know, there's one thing I like as Simeon mentioned in Luke 2, 25. Chapter 2, 25 to 33. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just about waiting for the consolation of Israel. The coming of the Messiah, Yahshua, was the fulfillment of the consolation of Israel. Now, the reason we call it the consolation of Israel, and Scripture calls it that, is because Israel's promises, you know, they got kicked out of the land. And when the Messiah came the first time, yeah, they were in the land, but the land was uh, pretty much taken care of by Rome. And uh, so they had to watch their P's and Q's. And so even the apostles asked him, when are you going to restore the nation to Israel? Restore uh, the status that they knew, you know, under Solomon, for instance. But see, even Solomon sinned, and because of that, Israel was divided into two houses because of the sin. And ever since that time, Israel has been a broken house. It hasn't been full. And they're... They have different tribes even now in Israel, but they don't have them all. And so, Simeon one day came by the Spirit into the temple. That's Luke 2.27. And that's when the parents brought the child Jesus in. And Simeon took the child up and blessed God. And he said, Lord, now let thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for my eyes have seen thy salvation. Now see, this is just a baby. Simeon knew through the Spirit of God who this child was. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people Israel. But he wasn't the glory to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, to the temple priest. And to the other priests. Matter of fact, they didn't even recognize him. So the emphasis again here is that when we're looking through Isaiah and we go through these things, like this week we have the term, the phrase, my salvation. Now you find in Isaiah, God's salvation almost everywhere you look. And if you look in the judgment, where you find judgment, you're going to find God's mercy. Because the object of judgment is to bring the people, correct them, and bring them back to himself. It's always mercy. God does not have judgment just to kill people. It's justice. And even when we have the wrath of God tribulation, 
which is coming in the future. A lot of people are going to die in that. And the justice is, these are the people that have rejected the Lord after all he tried to do to win them. So make no mistake, God has provided salvation. And he's worked through the children of Israel. Salvation is of the Jews, if you read the scriptures. It's a Jewish Messiah. Jewish apostles. You know, and even the modern church. All your scriptures are written by Jews. And those of you New Testament churches that don't want to read the Old Testament because it's the Old Testament need to understand the Old Testament, meaning the Tanakh, is the Bible that the Lord would have read on the Torah scroll. Make no mistake, he would have known all the Psalms. He would have known the Proverbs, the wisdom books. The apostles would too. Where do you think they found the Messiah? They found him in Scripture. And one thing that the Lord emphasized time and time again, you know, you read the Scriptures speaking to the Jews. And in them you think you have salvation, but they speak of me. But yet they didn't believe him. And so we're, we're in America today. And we, we tell America, well, you can't keep sinning like that. You, you can't be unclean like that. You can't keep dissing God. Now, God gave him a right to do it. But the bottom line of it is, sooner or later, his grace, and I have an article about this, God's grace, 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 God's grace. If it wasn't for his grace, there would be no Gentile saved, nor Jews, nor anybody. So in two verses, five and six, both give you a clear, a clear look at the Messiah in the midst of Isaiah. And Simeon shows you that there were Jews there that kept the Old Testament, the laws, walked in the way of God and pleased God and ministered to God. And guess what? Simeon was one of them. And he recognized the Messiah as a baby. And so we look at America, and we've had the gospel preached in this country for what, 220-some years? How many hundreds of years? And America can't find God? Well, they can find Satan. They can find rebellion. They can find every other thing, but they can't find God. They're not looking and as a friend of a Jewish prophet that I knew, he said, America doesn't want to be saved. These people don't want to be saved. 
Well, I'll tell you, since this has been a mess, since Biden have gotten in, and, and that's not conjecture, that's a fact. I can tell you, when people go around preaching the gospel, and you look at the Franklin Graham crusades and those of his sons, and you read like what we get all the time from the mission field and those we work with, we know. People are repenting. Jews are repenting. Hindus are repenting. Americans are repenting. You may not think anybody's getting saved. You may not think anybody is getting healed. But I got news for you. It's happening. Open up your eyes and wake up. So in verse 7 of Isaiah 49, Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to him whom man despiseth, to him whom the nation abhorreth, to a servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship, because of the Lord that is faithful and the Holy One of Israel, he shall choose thee. The one whom Israel rejected at first. The Gentile nations of men rejected him. Rejected his followers. But there is coming a time when kings and princes and nations shall worship him. The scripture says the nations of them which are saved those are who are going to be gathered. So we think ignorantly that our big focus in Revelation is the Antichrist, as some people call him, the beast, his false prophet, revelation, the judgments, and everything. No, the focus of it is, folks, is that if you're in that time period, you need to awaken and find the truth. Because the truth of it is, those are birth pangs of the Messiah. Even now, we're suffering birth pangs. Even now, you have a lot of heavy-duty prophetic things going on. And God is telling his people to wake up and to don't fall asleep. Now, remember what they, you know, when the Lord was standing before the crowd, and they gave him a choice. Will you have me release Barabbas or this or the king of the Jews, Yeshua? So they cried out all at once in uh, Luke twenty three eighteen, away with this man and release unto us Barabbas.
Pilate was willing to release Jesus. And he wanted to. But he ended up giving in to them. Which means that he's still guilty of the blood. But Christ came to die on the cross. Because by dying on the cross, he set multitudes free. And so even with Israel, you look at Israel, you look at the nations of them that are saved, God is working. Even in America. Even with all the little things that have been going on here. See, there's more to everything than what we see. And God's program is not going to be stopped by Joe Biden. You know, if God wills something, he's going to do it. It doesn't matter who's in charge, Democrat, Republican, or the Antichrist. God will do his will. In verse 8, it says, Thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time. And here we see, in a time of grace or mercy fulfilled through the Messiah, Yeshua, why he came. In an acceptable time. Because he didn't come to die on the cross during Abraham. Or Joshua. Or even when David was there. But in an acceptable time. In the fulfillment of prophecy. In the proper time period. And he says, have I heard thee? In a day of salvation have I helped thee? I will preserve thee and give thee for a covenant to the people to establish the earth to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. Now you see all the while, while we're looking at this and we can find the Messiah, we're also thinking of Israel. We're thinking of Judah here. And of course, 1948 was when all of a sudden Israel wound up with a nation. You fast forward, there was a lot of things that happened in that. But if you even go back to Trump's uh, tenure as president, they set forth the Abraham Accords. And that was historic and prophetic because... That united the brothers Ishmael and Isaac. You know, only in these last days have we seen a battle between Ishmael and Isaac.
But there wasn't exact hatred between the brothers. God promised Ishmael he would be a great nation. Nevertheless, the promise went through Isaac, and he was a great nation. So these are the things that, when we look at these things, we remember. And so when we talk about my salvation, it's really... And, and you're reading in Isaiah. And you know that Cyrus was God's chosen. But David was God's chosen. Abraham was God's chosen. Joshua was God's chosen. Moses was God's chosen. God uses men. He chooses them. But the Son of God who came as a Savior was crucified before the world ever began. God foreknew this. He had planned it. Because he knew his creation would fall. Now that's the kind of God we serve. And so... We all get tense. We all get nervous. We all have our little little battlegrounds. But see, God is a big God. But the time for the Son of God, He's already came and died on the cross, was resurrected from the dead, and is at the right hand of the Father and is coming again. He's not going to die on any more crosses. He's not coming back and you're not going to spit on him. When he comes back, he's going to hold people accountable. And he's going to reward those who have loved him and followed him. And when you look throughout the entire Old Testament as well, it's one of a relationship between a God and the people he chose. But that people were destined to produce the Messiah who would redeem the nations of men. Not all of them, only those who would believe. Although God commands all men everywhere to repent, they're not going to repent because they love darkness more see John 3:16 and 17 and 18 read the context and that's why you know i mean you can one place you can find it Matthew 26 when the lord took bread and blessed it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body and he took the cup the cup of wine and he 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 gave thanks and he Gave him, he said, drink it all. This is the blood of the New Testament. You see, that's what we call communion. But that is the blood of the covenant. That's what that represents. That's eternal. 
And of course, another thing that's very prophetic here is Psalm 2. And I'm not going to read it, but you can read it. Go to Psalm 2. The one verse I really like here is verse 12. Kiss the the son, lest he be angry and you perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in here. You know what? You, you want to know how to kiss the son, lest he be angry? Repent and come to him. Repent of your sins. Receive him into your heart. You must be born again to the Spirit. He's not going to be angry with you. And so verse 9, here's another one. That thou mayest say to the prisoners, go forth to them that are in darkness, show yourself. They shall feed in the ways and their pastures shall be in all the high places. You know, he died on the cross to set the prisoners, the captives free. But see, verse 4 of that says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. Now see, as we're talking about this, and we go to Isaiah 60, 1 through 3. Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Now you see, the nations of men are in darkness. Isaiah 49, 9 says, go forth to them that are in darkness. Isaiah 60, Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. So you see, This scripture here is out of what we call the New Testament. This is something we look at and we like. We can see it. 2 Corinthians, I read previously, is New Testament. Isaiah 60 is the Tanakh, the Old Testament, the prophets. But the common denominator here. The Gentiles shall come to thy light. You see, the Gentiles were the pagans. When Abraham was to inherit the land, he was going to inherit the land from the Amorites, pagans. God told him, he said, that's the land. But the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. So it's going to take some time before 
you can have the land. Because everything's done according to God's righteousness. Because they weren't going to listen. Eventually, they would lose the land. Meanwhile, God had some work he had to do on the children of Israel before they got into the land anyway. So he molded and worked with Israel at the same time that that land of the Amorites was waiting for the iniquity to be full. And I can tell you today, the iniquity is not yet full on America. I don't believe it is. If it was, we wouldn't be here. You still have God's grace, and that's where I wrote this article. So go on over to warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com and find the article, America Grace, God's Grace. And you'll find it. Verse 10 says, They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor the sun smite them. For he that has mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And of course, out of the throne flows the living waters. Now, remember that, Isaiah 49.10. Now go to we're in Revelation 7, 14 through 17. The angel had asked John if he knew who these people were. And John answers, And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him night, a day and night in his temple, and he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. And they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and lead them unto the living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears. Now you see, Isaiah 49.10 is the prophetic mercy version written by Isaiah. And they would have also looked on that, the ones that really did love Jehovah. And they would have seen that there would be a day that they'd be led by the one who gave them mercy. Meanwhile, you get in John and you can find almost the same kind of verbiage. It goes into more detail. But its source is the same. And you can no longer separate this out. Because when you look in Isaiah, you find this scattered throughout Isaiah's book. And you find it in other scriptures in the Old Testament. And that's why the Lord himself said, 
that those scriptures, the ones which the children of Israel at the time were reading and thinking that this is where I got my salvation, he says, they speak of me. But see, they wouldn't even believe on him. They wouldn't receive him. And he said, believe on me for the works that I'm doing. They testify. And it's not me that do it, but the Father that's in me that does these things. So if you think America has a hard time understanding, if you think America and the world has a hard time believing in God and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, just think of the Jews who should have known But you can't take anything for granted because you can be blinded by your own sin. You can be hog-tied by your own pride. And you can't see your way to believe anything. Now another one that's really good here is Isaiah 65, 13 through 16. Well, we're, we're coming to that, so we're going to go through this again. But at any rate, therefore thus saith the Lord God, behold my servants. Now I like this, and I believe we can look at this today and, and trust this. Behold, my servants shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but you will be thirsty. Behold, my servants shall rejoice, but you will be ashamed. Behold, my servants shall sing for joy of heart, but you shall cry for sorrow of heart and shall howl for vexation of spirit. And you will leave your name for a curse unto my chosen. For the Lord God shall slay thee and call his servants by another name that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten because they are hid from my eyes. Now you see, there was a time when all of that former troubles of Judah and being in captivity was over. But you see, when you get in the Apostles' message, we're looking at a time when all the former troubles are going to be over with. And all of these things are promises. My servants will eat but you won't now think about that there's a tribulation there's a lot of things coming now there's a whole segment of the Christian church that believes they're going to go in the pre-trib rapture. But whether you believe in the pre, mid, or post, the truth of it is you need to seek the Lord and look to him. Look for him every day. 
And so when we look at Isaiah, in, and we've been in chapter 49, this is part 148, the two key words, my salvation. God was busy redeeming Israel out of Babylon. Today, God is busy redeeming Israel from their sins. He is redeeming the nations of men as they call upon him. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Bless your word to those who have heard it when, when, whenever they do hear it. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay, here I am. I love this. You know, God's salvation is so amazing. And we don't even deserve it. And for the sacrifice that our Father made and our Lord Jesus made, it's just beyond amazing it's it's hard to comprehend the goodness and mercy of the lord yep that's true i'm very thankful well you know i love isaiah i do too and i think we've found more in here i mean that applies to everybody jew and gentile that's right Isaiah was a prophet to the world. So we're going to have to get out of here. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We always hope the best for you. We pray for everyone out there. Thank you for all that you do for the Lord. Good night, everybody. We love you. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows. Also, get a copy of my book, The Rising. You'll find it and the links over on danaglinsmith.com. There's some links over on warren-usa.com. Get the book, read it, and send me a comment from our website, the comment form thing. Contact us through that and let me know what you thought. Until next time, be safe, be blessed. May the Lord watch over and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. And may he light the path for you and your family to walk. Until next time, shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.